Hello, and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa, and welcome to episode 3.9. I did my dance move again. I was really ready for it that time, because we're in a better... I like this room a lot more than the other room. I like the camera setup. I like this new table. I, feel I like, like the chairs. Am I sitting like really low? I feel like no. I'm low. I can't lower my chair again because we know what happened last episode. Well, so now I sitting, can't do that. Now I'm sitting all the way back and my feet are touching. And before hey. when I was sitting all the way back, my feet were not touching. Hey, I'm hey, hey. Chair, that feet. ain't no struggle today. So either I dropped the chair or the chair's dropping on me. One or the other. One or the other. We used to have these chairs in my old office uh, before my the job I'm at now. They used to have all of these everywhere. Listen. And we never liked them because they... Well, also those chairs were broken. These chairs are not broken. But when they were broken, like you would just slowly like lower yourself all the way down. And every time it'd be like, what are we doing? Okay, low key? I'm, I'm, I'm lifting myself up. No, because you lowered it earlier. Yeah, I don't, I don't like how low I was sitting. Well... <laughs> There you go. All right. Welcome to episode 3.9. I feel like that happens every time where it's like we derail a little bit and then I'm like, ah, everything's fine. Derailing is my specialty. It is my specialty too. <laughs> We're kind of in this like very mini internet series I realized with last episode's uh, topic of freedom of speech, cancel culture, and how the internet is forever. Uh, and today we are going a little bit deeper with the internet, we're going to be talking about social media and how it's really defined our generation. There's been so much over the last 15 years, really, with social media. I think I really came on social media when I was in, like, eighth or seventh grade on MySpace with, like, my first one. The dark days of the internet. I remember this. I'm fucking ready to talk about all this. We've had previous episodes about it, but I don't think we've touched on it the way we're about to touch on it today. Well, let's... Uh, let's let's discuss it Alyssa. i'm fucking ready when did you first appear on the internet i think i i mean obviously my first case on the internet was with aol i had my very first email um fufu skater why i thought it was cool there was like a play on figure skater whatever and then it became twirl girl aol was like an aim where like my first chapel like my very first social media obviously was myspace I think I made a MySpace when I was in seventh grade. I did it behind my mom's back. I made it at my friend's house in the neighborhood. And then she caught me on there one day. And I was like, it's fine, mom. Everybody else is on the internet. And oh she, it was like that thing of like, if everyone else was jumping off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? This bridge I would jump off if it seemed fun. It seemed really fun. Oh, my God. I remember. Okay. I remember. So I, think, I think dating myself was like 2007, 2006. Okay. I remember I got an AIM screen name in 2006. I remember I was in sixth grade. I mean, if we want to be realistic, mm. I had an email for, like, I yunk. But also, my family used to have a domain, like, internet. My mom made it actually, and it's really cool. Wow. My mom made like because my mom also made the my the Glunt Industries webpage at the time, and Very so cool. she also like made little made little pages for like me and my brother or my dad. So my first Cute. email, my first email was Sabrina at Glunt dot com. There was a a glunt.com. Do not email that email because I don't think it exists anymore. Obviously, I'm going to email it. I don't know the password to it. Watch, there's just like this flood of emails. Um, Probably, honestly. But my... First social media, though. What was your first account? When did you have it? Well, okay. So the AM screen name came in like 2006. And I had a couple. I was Funky Monkey 5126. I was Singing Lover 6600. I was... Oh, my God. I was a couple different things. Interesting. Interesting. I remember my mom was like, don't get a MySpace. Like, no. Oh, yeah. Like, Um, nobody wanted us to get MySpace because they thought it was the worst thing in the world. But I remember in 2007, I made a MySpace and I named myself Brie on there. At the time, I never went by Brie. Nobody ever called me Brie. So I I just I called myself Brie. And the profile picture was just like a picture of my eye. So, oh, so artistic. Well, because I didn't want my mom to find me on there because true, true, true. For some reason, I had to have the parents that were technologically efficient 
So like they knew the internet and they like knew it well. So I knew they were going to be able to find uh, no, me. If my I was parents on there. were not like that. Oh, I mean, did, my my dad was IT manager of his company. So you know, of course, I can't. Did your parents ever catch you on it though? Oh, my And mom, how did they catch you? My mom found my MySpace. She was mad. I don't remember how exactly she Oh, found like she it. searched for it? No, I think I think I accidentally left it open on the computer the one day. I don't know, but she did catch me mm. and That's and, how that's how I was caught. I left mine open on the computer. I was I an mean, idiot. she idiot. she told me to be careful. But I mean, I still oh, remember my mom made my me delete mine. Really? Oh, in front of her. Well, I think I think my mom wanted to like <clears throat> monitor mine. I don't think she made me fully delete it. Um, but I mean, I still remember it was the early days of the internet where you didn't tell people where you lived. You didn't. You didn't like. Yeah. You don't remember ASL age sex I location? Remember that. Come I remember. on. You're not supposed to tell the You're strangers. You're not supposed to tell them, so, but everybody told them. I'm more careful about my location now than I ever was beforehand. Oh, before before I was afraid. I was afraid people were going to find me, so I didn't really share my location like you know, you weren't supposed to make it any kind of obvious thing about where you lived. But also oh, yeah. where I lived, True. I lived in a super small town where, like, if you Google search my hometown's name, it is the first town that pops up, like, the only town in America yep. with that name. So, of course, I was, like, terrified, like, don't wear school clothes in your profile pictures and, you know, mm-hmm. don't post shit like that. Um, I think before we go into the rabbit hole of MySpace... Let's start first about why social media was created. We all know that social media started was a form of connection and it's now even launched careers for certain people. But prior to then, we, I mean, we know why Facebook was created. Facebook was created as a college community online group. That's why Mark Zuckerberg originally created it. Mm -hmm. And before then, even with MySpace, Tom, whatever his last name is, even he came out and was like, yeah, I wanted a place where, People could come together all over the world and connect with each other. And mm-hmm. it did have this really positive and promising thing. And obviously nobody knew the directions that it could go when it first came about in the 90s. And now there are so many different forms of social media. Mm-hmm. There are so many different platforms. I mean, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have TikTok, you have Instagram. Reddit is even considered at times a form of social media because you can have a profile and you're on a forum and you're talking with people. Vine, when Vine was a thing, was a form of social media. Snapchat. Wow. That was, wow. In we, were, we were in it together. What uh, else? YouTube is YouTube. kind of considered a form of social media now. Like There are so many different definitions of it, but I think those are the most popular and relevant ones to today's discussion Mm -hmm. what's been really cool i think probably in the last three years a lot of really good friends i've met all through the internet yeah we've met a lot of people even just being um a a podcast who records at gotham podcast studios we've met so many people over the internet because of that connection like we'll find go ahead so funny what is that you know when we were younger we were told like don't meet up with strangers that you meet on the internet like yeah don't don't talk to strangers on the internet and now a lot of people the way that they make friends they meet people they want to date you know that kind of stuff oh my god bumble has bumble has bumble bff where you can meet other women and and become friends with women that way there are um you know linkedin is a great source of connection and people can meet each other Mm -hmm. from linkedin for professional connections and it's just so bizarre i mean going the route of sex for, you know, our, our upcoming sex episode. People can have sex on demand with Tinder, like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Grinder, all these things, plenty of fish, whatever the fuck it may be. Okay, Cupid. Like you can like almost on demand order to have sex with somebody from the internet. I just I really that, that's where it started to get dark, is my personal belief. It started to get dark when we opened up that realm of things. I feel like the internet, I don't know, the way that I'm looking at it, I feel like it was so dark and mysterious when well, we were Well, internet younger. or social media, because this uh, is more with social media. The internet's well, dark, but let's let's keep to social media. I feel like the same with social media as well, but now I just feel like it's just like this big open thing. But then also, too, like people just post so freely without thinking. I mean, we talked about this in the last episode, but... You know, people are just so more open to post and like be put themselves out there now yeah. than 
what it used to be. Oh, know? yeah. I mean, in the early days, back on MySpace, it was fun. You had your top eight. It was a big deal. Who was in your top eight? Oh I, I made a top six because I wanted to be cool. I wanted to have six. I remember making the top eights and how, like, I think I would change my top eight a couple times a day. Honestly. Really? Yeah, because I would be too stressed out. Because, you know me, I'm the type of person, like, I don't want anybody to be mad at me. Like, everybody's my friend. Like, it's okay. I didn't like how I had the number of my friends. Not with your top eight. It, it got easy when I got a boyfriend for the first time in my life. Steven got to be first. But, like. There you go. I, you know, but then after that, who did I put second? Like, I don't, I don't fucking remember. And I don't then I got remember. Off, and then I got off MySpace. Um, but I when remember, you picked your song, yeah, for I your would, profile, I would change my song. Like, oh, so that I would change like every day. What about when you would make the layout for your profile? I became oh like God, a little yeah. computer hacker with that, or a little coder, a little computer coder. Like what? Yeah, when you would when you would copy the layout from you know one of those websites. Oh yeah, yeah layout yeah. generator or whatever. You know, I would go in and like I'd change a few things here and there, like maybe like the font or whatever. Don't ask me to do that now because I don't I don't remember. <laughs> but, you know, doing like a little coding stuff or I don't even know if that's what you would call it. But I just I felt so cool. And then that stopped because Facebook, I went on Facebook was and everybody fun. had to have the same. Everyone had the same profile. The only thing you could change were your photos. Like I miss that. I wish we could bring that back where you could have a fun layout you could have cool colors to your profile it you can adds- do that on twitter yeah but it's it's not the same i know i know it's not it's, the same it's not as pure anymore because twitter also like i feel like if we want to compare myspace and facebook i feel like facebook is a lot more like myspace than what twitter is because twitter is literally you just post your status you just post yeah. a thought yeah you know I don't know. I mean, I don't I meant really... more from like the background customization, like yeah. of what you're looking for. Technically speaking, you can do that on Twitter, but it's not in the same way of what we wanted from what MySpace was. Like, I feel like with MySpace, you were able to have a lot more individuality. Well, or like creativity. I, I, think, I think yes to that. But I think the biggest differentiation is like MySpace was the pioneer, right? Like that was kind of one of the first widely accepted social media platforms, but not everybody was on it because it wasn't considered credible, even though it was credible. Then you have Facebook enter the world where at first it was just like college students having community boards and community profiles to connect to each other. And that just kind of launched and took off out of nowhere Mm -hmm. because it was this older generation. Not that like people were like, not that older generations were not on MySpace before, but it wasn't as widely accepted. Mm-hmm. And Facebook became this really widely accepted platform because it was accredited with colleges. And that was ultimately the demise of MySpace, right? Like Facebook was just getting more accreditation from credible institutions versus MySpace. And I think that's kind of where MySpace fell off the world. And then Facebook became a thing. Is anybody... Is anybody out there still on MySpace? Like, if you're listening to this right no, now. No, I think MySpace, like, shut down. Did it Did it shut no, I down? I think it, like, fully shut down. Because I remember a while ago, I did try to get on MySpace and find my old profile. I honestly couldn't get back on it. I couldn't tell you what the password is. I don't, I don't remember. I don't even know if I remember the email address associated with it. But I just remember I tried to. Oh, MySpace is still up and running. It was purchased and is currently owned by Time um, since 2016. Hmm. Huh. So what does that mean, though? Uh, So, I mean, you can still go on it and make a profile. But it says from 2005 to 2008, it was the largest social networking site in the world, reaching more than 100 million users per month. Users can still go on and create a profile mm-hmm. and still have an active presence. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you can. I thought it was, like, completely shut down. Um, So my question still stands. Are any of you out there that's listening to this right now, are you still on MySpace? Or do you know somebody who's still on MySpace? Because I'm, I'm just, I'm curious as to what it's like now. You know, what, what you're doing on there now. And should we try and bring MySpace back? Because low-key, low-key, I'm getting real fucking tired of Facebook. Getting real tired. Well, so, you know why you're tired? Because you got the wrong people in your feed. Get them out. Get them out. And you know what I don't like about Facebook now? They're doing this whole new design, and I fucking hate it. And, like, I keep switching back to the old mode. 
Because it's just like putting more news and like unrelevant shit in your face. Mm. And that's the biggest part too is like our feeds are now designed based off the people we interact with the most and the type of content we interact with the most. So if you don't like Facebook and you don't like what's being shown to you, and I realized this too not that long ago, is because the stuff that I'm looking at on Facebook is aggregating and collecting my data, and then it creates my news feed for me. Mm-hmm. So if all you're doing is looking at news content, of course people are going to be unhappy with it. Remember when the news feed used to actually just be the most recent post was at the top yep. instead of a recommended post? Because yep. yep, yep, yep. You know, sometimes, man, like, for example, there was a person that I – had was like slightly involved with and we were friends on Facebook Mm -hmm. and then we stopped being involved with each other. And yet because we had such high interactions on Facebook for a brief period, you still see their posts. I still see their posts. Like they'll put their posts, why they show up first or, or I'll get a notification from Facebook that says that like they commented on something. So-and-so commented on their status or like I'll get, I'll get random notifications where it'll like say, so like, for example, my friend Dave commented on my friend Harold's status. And for some reason, Facebook was needed to tell me, gave me a notification. I'm getting those too. And I never commented on Harold's status. So I don't know why. I think they're trying to have people interact with each other in a non-news and political setting. I'm sure there's articles about there as to like why they're doing this. But my prediction is that it's a way for Facebook to kind of alter their algorithms to have people interact on other people's things other than like a news article or like a posting from an organization. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got distracted. I think this chair is actually lowering on me. Cause I remember I moved it up and I adjust the mic, but now that I'm, <laughs> I'm below the mic. <laughs> no. Oh my God. This is amazing. Uh, now I have to Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I I think the reason they're doing that is solely because they're seeing, obviously, a lot of fake news. They're seeing a lot of misleading posts out there. So maybe they're trying to just get you to interact with people who you normally interact with or have high interactions with you. I don't know. It's gotten weird, though. And, like, I've definitely... Uh, not disassociate myself on Facebook because there's um, various like organizations I'm involved in that I'm only involved in because of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a huge member of um, the New York and Juno family and the trans family New York community. Mm-hmm. And I'm also uh, one of the marketing leads for trans family New York. I'm on their board and I'm so excited about it. And I have a great social media team that I'm with, but Facebook is always going to be prevalent for us because that's, where our group is kind of like based out of almost like we have chats and whatnot, but that's where we, when we could go to shows and and meetups and whatnot, that's where we would post upcoming Mm -hmm. shows. That's where we would create spaces for people to come together over a similar interest with the New York and Juna family. It's all about the Juna beats label and with trans family, New York, it's all about trans music. And we have these community groups that have over a thousand members in them. Mm -hmm. And some of truly some amazing humans I met have been because of these groups. Yeah. I mean, I, we were just at a brunch, uh, not a brunch, a dinner, uh, like two or three weeks ago with some people from the New York and Juno family. And I would have never, I would have never stayed connected as I am with them without Facebook because that's mm-hmm. how all of us stay connected right now. It's, it, there are a lot of positive things that have come out of Facebook. And I think, I think the reason people are getting so tired of it is because Facebook has become so political, from mm-hmm. not just the user perspective, like people that we're friends with and whatnot, but from an overall platform perspective. Yeah. They've really taken stances. They were involved in the 2016 election. And it is probably the most popular and widely used social media platform. And I think because of that, that's where, that's why it became so political. Yeah. I mean, when I look at social media, I just want to go on there. I want to have fun. I want to connect with my friends. If my friends post something funny, I want to yeah. like it. I want to comment on it. Or like if they post a new photo or something like that. Like, yeah, okay, the news is important. But I don't want to see it as like a recommended post in my feed. Like if I really mm-hmm. want to go and read some news, watch some news, I will go turn on the TV. I'll actually go to an actual news website. 
Like, I don't really want to see it in my face because a lot of times the news is depressing. It is upsetting. And sometimes when I'm going on social media, I'm just going to escape what's going on in my life. Like, what are what are my friends up to? Like, what's happening? Like, maybe, you know, maybe they're doing something or maybe they have something that, like, I can laugh at or, like, Mm -hmm. I can you know, be cheered up a little bit Definitely. or just take some time away from what's going on. Well, that was, again, the whole, one of the main reasons social media was created. Some of these various platforms was purely for entertainment. It was purely for humor and lighthearted mm-hmm. fun. And with just how big these platforms have gotten, I mean, look at Twitter. I had to remove myself from Twitter. I deleted my profile and I'm just done with the platform. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a thing of like, people I was following because the people I was following wasn't the problem. I just didn't like, I don't like tweets. I don't like it. I don't like just posting a random fucking status anymore. I used to be a big Twitter hoe. I was a huge Twitter hoe. I used to tweet everything. Mm -hmm. And then over the last two years, I'm like, this is fucking draining and exhausting. Mm -hmm. I don't go on here anymore because I just don't want to look at it. I'll like pop in with like random thoughts that I'm not really sure where to post where else. Like for example, um, yesterday I was scrolling through Facebook and your 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 aunt Linda, uh, she shared a photo of Love her. something, and I saw a little blue urn in the in the photo, and that's the same urn that I have for Zach. And I had a I had a big debate with myself: Do I comment and go, "Hey, I have that same urn"? Like I didn't know how to go about this, so I posted on Twitter. I was like, "How do you bond over the fact that?" You and someone else chose the same. I think my mom has same, that same urn because the it's same, their mom. The, the same urn that you chose to put your deceased loved one in. Yes, I know. Because when your mom came to the apartment last year, the first she looked at it and the first thing she said, she goes, is Zach in there? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was so That's caught off guard. my mother. I was so caught off guard because also, too, when, you're, when, when she came, what was it? It was July. So shit was still like fresh. And I didn't know how to respond. I was like. Yeah. Yeah, that's my brother. Yeah. He's chilling in there. He's hanging in like, there. Like like I like I wasn't sure how to go about talking about this. Mm-hmm. So I just I posted the thought to Twitter cuz it was like a general thought maybe and that's was, why I miss Twitter is because there were just random fucking thoughts that were funny. Yeah. Like things you're like, I don't know where else to post this. So this could be the right platform. But I just so, kind of like I stopped. You know, maybe maybe someone else will see it out there and they'll be like, hey. I have that problem where, hey, I didn't know that was even a even a thing, but yeah. I, I mean, there you go. I remember attitude. I was like, this is not the dilemma I thought I'd have at 25 years old, but here we are. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. But yeah, I mean, you know, so like, but I, I'm not really active on Twitter. It's, it's tough. I mean, I also don't feel like I follow a lot of people. So I feel like the people yeah. I follow also aren't active because it's... Oh, the people I followed were all very active. I remember in college... Uh, specifically with twitter oh my god you remember twitter fights love a good twitter fight. oh my god i saw one i used to get in twitter fights a lot well, okay a lot. i saw one half of a twitter fight because i guess this other person was like on private or whatever stupid but i was Don't like go on private. this this shit's still going on what's happening here i know um, i know and they're just so draining now before when i was like 18, 19 years old in these Twitter fights. Like, I didn't give a fuck. Oh, my God. Remember subtweeting? Yes. Uh, I was the queen of subtweeting. I used to subtweet everyone. When I tell you I used to be a Twitter hoe, I was a Twitter hoe. And I loved it. But then I had this really big, like, epiphany in my life, like, two years ago. And I started kind of removing myself from the internet because I was becoming too involved and obsessed with social media and Mm -hmm. i was like i don't like the person i'm turning into Mm -hmm. and that's where i started putting up my own social media boundaries but man fucking subtweeting i miss it i can't do it on instagram and i can't do it on facebook like it's just too obvious i know i want to god damn so many times i wanted to do like a sub facebook post i don't even know how you would do it and i like it's like this doesn't make sense because if you like share something it's also, too, when you throw those thoughts out there, okay, yeah, yeah, your friends might see it, but then somebody else might see it. And then they're, you know, you're putting out your image onto yep. the internet. It's your brand. You your know? brand so just, is everything. So just by posting these loose thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really tweet that much anymore. 
And, you know, sometimes it happens. Go on you it. kind of grow out of it. I mean, you know what platform I missed. And I never grew out of this platform. Vine. I miss it oh, so Vine. much. Six seconds of bliss. Why did, like, why did we have to get rid of this? I well, understand because people it weren't. went bankrupt. I understand. <laughs> but it was, oh, it was so pure. What I liked, I liked the random six second videos. So I hated it when the YouTubers, the oh. professional YouTubers got Professional on it. Viners. And, oh yeah, I guess professional Look Viners. Look at Logan and they, Paul and Jake Paul. And they, <laughs> and they, they were funny at first. At first. Yeah. It was very random. But I mean, you know, these, these people started going on and they started doing six second edited videos. And it's like, that's not really what Vine is about. It was about just capturing those random moments in life like mm-hmm. fuck your chicken strips like how can you re- recreate that <laughs> shit like look at all these chickens like oh oh my god oh my god he on x games mode like oh my god my croissant <laughs> stop i'm gonna drop my croissant the best. like just these random moments in life that you really you can't recreate like you just got lucky that you caught it and you know that 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 leads kind of into TikTok. I mean, but TikTok you get fifteen seconds, or you can do you know up to six sixty seconds. Um, and even there, but you people know, are making careers out of this. Peop- I mean, Vine stars were huge back mm-hmm. in the day that launched their YouTube careers. Same with TikTok now. People are becoming TikTok stars, and but now that TikTok is uh, yeah, I don't. It's a whole, I don't even know what's going on with the future of TikTok. It's all in it's this stupid mess. China trade war that Trump started. And I think there, there's a lot of controversial issues with TikTok. We've talked about it in the conspiracy theories episode. There's so much controversy mm. with it. But the whole point is that people do have careers with this stuff. Yeah. I mean, in concept, I do like an app where I can just scroll through videos forever because on Facebook, you know, I'll get I'll get lost in like the Facebook video hole. You'll mm-hmm. you'll open one video and then it just keeps showing you yep. more. So, you know, I, I liked TikTok for that concept. Well now I don't like everything with TikTok though. But now we have Reels. Reels is basically the new TikTok. Uh not really the new TikTok. It's a copycat. We all yeah, know it's it. Pretty it, much copycat it Instagram TikTok. did this. They were very smart about doing it. They did it at the right time. Now that TikTok is going to be banned from downloads and whatnot. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I'm not inclined to use it, though, because... Why? Well, because I feel like the image that I put out on Instagram is different than what I do on TikTok. Why is it different, though? Because I feel like on TikTok, I'm a little bit more loose. I'm a little bit more comedic. And I feel like on Instagram, I'm, you know, I try to put out this more, like, artsy woman kind of image kind of brand so why do you separate it by platform why do you have different images on each platform well i mean when i originally started tiktok i did it for fun like i was just posting random videos of my cat and just like you know in that sense um and now i mean i haven't even posted on tiktok and i think over a month for a brief period well, there. I'm trying, I'm trying to make a whole point, right? Like we all put these different images of ourselves on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. There was that whole Dolly Parton challenge with like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Tinder. Do you remember mm-hmm. those like four pictures? But mm-hmm. it's like, why do we have to be different on every platform? Why? I, I mean, and I mean, I get it. Each platform is different. Look at, look at Instagram as a whole. Like it's one of those platforms where if you don't have at least a thousand followers, like, your shit like i don't have a thousand followers i don't have a thousand followers i don't give a fuck that i don't have a thousand followers i'm close instagram is one of those platforms where people really they really care how many followers you have and that is the platform where people will buy followers you know like i think so stupid like it's it's one of the first things people will look at at whenever they look at your instagram page is they'll look at how many people follow you Mm -hmm. and how many likes are you getting on your posts yep and it's kind of shitty because they're not really looking at the content as a whole. I think one of the most upsetting things for me is that like I'll go and I'll post, I'll post like a good singing video. Like I sound really good. I like it. I'll post it on Instagram. It's just a minute and maybe get like 30 likes tops. I'll post a picture of me like in a, in a bikini or like 
you know, in like a really good outfit, you know, not even like super revealing. And that post will get over a hundred likes. And it's so Well, I think Instagram Instagram was created for just pictures. Yeah. Videos are still kind of new on Instagram. Those are only like two or three years old. I mean still Stories even, on Instagram are still very relatively yeah. new. I mean, even even with the different pictures that I would post. So for like for example, if I post a picture of me and my friends. Maybe like 50, 50, 60, 70, 70 likes, I think, is pushing it. But again, if I post a hot picture of myself, that gets over 100 likes. And I, I hate it because, you know, I I like getting likes. Who doesn't like getting likes? But I don't want to keep putting out these pictures of, you know, like thirst traps or whatever because I'm more than just a thirst trap. Like I want to post that I'm with friends. I want to post that I'm creating music or I'm – you know, uh, you know, just fiddling around on the piano and doing different stuff. So what stuff. it sounds like is you're experiencing what a lot of people experience on Instagram and with social media is they have a problem with their own image that they're putting out there and they're validating it by likes. So it sounds like you're trying to validate, not you, I'm not trying to target you specifically, it's like this group of people, because I've fallen into it too. I used to be the very much obsessed with my like count of like, oh, I got 81 likes on this, but I got mm-hmm. 78 on this one. Why did I get 78? And I actually have a f- this new feature of Instagram. It's going to be rolled out to everybody eventually. I've had it for almost a year now. Um, and every- it's going to be rolled out to everybody where you actually will not be able to see the likes of other people's posts. So it'll just say someone like this and others or thousands of others or millions of others. You can't actually look at people's likes. You can only look at your own And after doing that, I have this new relationship with Instagram almost, and I fucking love it. But there's this problem right now, and it's been a huge issue with influencers and everybody where they validate themselves not only with the number of likes they get on their own post, but if somebody has a similar post that got more likes, there is this sense of uh, self-doubt and a loss of self-esteem in ourselves and like, oh, I can't clearly post a picture of me and my friends because this other girl posted a picture of her and her mm-hmm. friends and she got 500 likes and I only got 50 likes. Or why did this picture of me get 70 likes, but a girl who posted another thirst trap, she got 700 likes. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of associating and have been for probably a few years now, we've been associating our, our like self-worth based on our social media presence. And it's, it, we it's, all, we all fall victim to it. I have too. It, like it's tough. It happens. It's tough because I've, I've found myself in an industry where uh, people do kind of care about, you know, your likes and your followers, for example, in fitness, like people are more inclined to follow you or use you as a trainer or something like that. If you have a strong following, if you get a lot of likes and I will admit that I don't have, you know, one of the strongest followings on my fitness account and I'm not posting all the time because I'm out there and I'm trying to work. And this isn't to say that people who have a lot of followers or they get a lot of likes that they're not working too, but social media isn't my job. Like the fitness is my job. And I see this a lot too, especially with other people in the fitness and wellness industry. I'm like, why are you so focused on making a post? You know, one time... When I was applying for a job, they wanted my social media account because they wanted me to have a certain number of followers to work at their gym. How does that speak to my credibility as a coach? And also the credibility of that organization because they care more about their following than they do the value of the person that is working for them. Which when it comes to things like fitness, like you want to make sure that you have an accredited person because they are helping you do something with your body. Very easily in fitness, you could get injured, you can hurt yourself. So me, I've made sure that I have numerous certifications and I have the education and I make sure that I'm knowledgeable enough to train clients. I think I've seen this big change four years ago versus today. Four years ago, I personally relied on social media a lot for recommendations and trusted a lot of like influencers so to speak but now I don't really give a fuck about that and even with the fitness industry specifically some of the most professional 
accredited and best trainers that I've ever worked with, yourself included, don't have a large social media presence. They don't post often. Why? Because they're fucking working. Like, unless unless if you are a big enough brand where you can hire people to post for you, which those ones I follow because, like, if they have 100 or 200,000 followers, most likely they have someone helping Mm -hmm. them with their social media presence. And they should because as that professional – your life should be dedicated to your work. That is a part of the work, but it's mm-hmm. not your entire work. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem is like four years ago, influencers. And this is, we have a few questions. Um, we definitely want to talk about for discussion. Some that actually came from listeners. This first one came from a listener, but uh, the, the question was, do you think that influencers are still relevant? <sighs> four years ago, influencers were massive when it came to an advertising perspective, when it came to figuring out things that you liked, you were looking for recommendations, like you followed accounts because you liked the image they were putting out there, which is still very relevant today. But I think four years ago, influencers are very different than the influencers I see now. Yeah. I. So I don't think they're still relevant. I don't <sighs> think they are. I'm iffy about influencers just in general because i feel like there are so many people like young and i'm talking about the influencers who are not they don't have a reason to be an influencer you know what i mean like they don't because there because there are some people who are who are like i'm for lack of a better term like valid influencers like they've worked fucking hard for years they have a specific industry for example jessica golich who we've yes. had on the show. She's Love an amazing her. influencer, but she's been working at that shit since Instagram started. Yeah, like she has um, such a great brand message and brand presence of mm-hmm. mental health and wellness, and specifically with her in the cannabis community. Exactly. Now she has a huge presence because she's built this following and she mm-hmm. has a brand that she's worked towards. But and her brand and her services make fucking sense. Yes, exactly. Here's what I worry about, though. You have people who are kind of like in our generation younger who look at these influencers and they don't they don't see all the work that goes behind being an influencer. They try and jump and they try to be it themselves or it's all the pyramid scheme influencers. That's the ones I'm I'm talking about. The pyramid scheme mm -hmm. influencers. The pyramid scheme pyramid scheme influencers. I'm not going to call out companies. I'm not going to do that. I but you don't y'all know who I'm talking about. I worry that there are too many people who want to try and be influencers now because they see that as like work from quick, your phone. Work oh my from God. your phone. It's easy. Or it's like quick fame because with the internet, everybody wants to be famous somehow. I mean, I see it on TikTok. Everybody's trying to be TikTok famous. And it's like, okay, that's great. What happens when but TikTok dies? What is, happens when social media is dies? Out there still trying to be a doctor, still trying to be a nurse, still trying to be a you know we have a nurse shortage all these there's all a these teacher other, shortage all these other super valuable jobs that are high paying like yes you do have to go to school for but it's so worth it like what kind of society are we going towards where we have so many people that are trying to have an internet-based career because they only see one face of the internet-based mm-hmm. careers they think that that's they think it's easy mm-hmm. when it's not you know who the type of influence one influencer in particular I'm thinking of that I really, really like. And they, the internet, the social media really helped their brand. Um, the mm-hmm. home edit, the home edit just released a series on Netflix. The home edit was, uh, two women who were really all about organizational and functional living spaces, very similar to Marie Kondo and their page, the home edit, was all about how to make your home functional in a way that works for you and organizing your home, whether that was color coordinating, whether that was sectioning. And it was like, how do you go through? And Marie Kondo, too, is one of those people. Like, both of these influencers are all about organization. And because of social media, their message was able to get out there further. And mm-hmm. they are very much in that home uh and i don't even really know what to call that industry but like kind of the home renovation um home decor yeah home home decor home improvement home improvement that's what i'm looking for that (laughs) home improvement space and social media for that specific industry really helps them and those are influencers that make sense to me because they're not just out there to like post an outfit that they recommend or post a skincare line that they recommend. Like, I don't want something that you recommend that 
you're not actively doing in your life. Like I want to follow people who are making a difference. Like it's not just something that they recommend, but it's something that they live by. Mm -hmm. And that's to me where those influencers are still relevant to me. The ones who are still doing this thing of like, oh, I wear these Nike shoes. I'm wearing this American Eagle top. I'm wearing this bandier pant, like whatever. I, I think if you don't have a clear cut message anymore, it's not relevant mm-hmm. unless you're and if you're just trying to sell a product like in multiple different products like they're not even the same brand like what like, are guess, you doing like why if if you're trying to be an influencer you know what is what is your why like are you just yes, trying exactly. for what's your message quick, quick fame or do you actually want to put a good message out there like are you do you have some quality information that you think a lot of people should know that would help a lot of people? Do you offer a service? Do you provide something that will bring value to other people's lives mm-hmm. that have has brought value to your own life? There's an influencer. I follow her. I actually knew her from college. Um, sh- her Instagram account is Samantha Daily. She is a life coach and promotes a ton of mental health and spiritual guidance specifically in um in like tarot readings and she has this whole course from burnt out to badass and it she created it for herself at first and now she offers this life coach service to other people and she's an influencer who is really trying to make a difference in women's lives and really trying to help people and women in particular feel their most confident self. And those are type of influencers. I'm like, okay, you're, you're offering a service that brings value to somebody's life and you're helping them navigate what they want to be. Like whether it is working a nine to five job or quitting your nine to five and starting your own business or starting your own venture, whatever that may be. And it's like stuff like that to me makes sense because it's like you found something that helped you be your best self. And now you want to help others be their best self too. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like Mm -hmm. that's where I think, influencers are still relevant and still matter like those type are like how can i help other people feel the same gratitude and appreciation and confidence and self-esteem that i have like how can i do that how can mm-hmm. i figure that out yeah that was a that was a really good answer it is i'm you sorry know, she's was... a great influencer we'll, <laughs> we'll link her bio um she also has a podcast i started listening to it it's great it's called makeshift happen it was very much along with her brand and it's great episodes on how it kind of like tidbits from her course from burnt out to badass, but a really great podcast to listen to. Um, when you're not listening to us, you can listen to her. (laughs) Would you, would you consider us influencers in some way? Kind of. I mean, we're putting our own brand and message out there. We are, I mean, that's essentially what podcasters are and people forget Podcasters are a form of influencers because we have a story to tell. We have Mm -hmm. a message to tell. And our story is about keeping it together through life's ups and downs, through 2020, through breakups, through makeups, through careers. And there you go. Life changes. There it is. I mean, we've we've always had a why to our podcast. Our why was what we're going through other people are going through Mm -hmm. as well and we need to create a space where we can talk about it and we can talk about it openly without judgment Mm -hmm. and talk about it with in somewhat as best as we can be unbiased opinion it's what it is it's why people follow our podcast it's why people follow other podcasts too like that's the coolest thing about it is like we get to help people that we would have never helped or reached before doing this i'll tell you what it is it is a very rewarding feeling when somebody tells me like hey i listened like i oh yeah didn't realize that this that other people were having the same issue thank you you helped me like yeah that's that that's such a rewarding feeling because and you know where we hear a lot of it social media social media it's it's a big it's sometimes a big risk to put our own personal thoughts and our own personal views out there. Oh yeah. I used to hide a lot of my own political views, personal views and stuff that I live my life by. Like recently I shared, I had a photo shoot done with a friend and I made this post about how I have a ton of issues with my body image and body positivity and having my photo taken. And so many people reached out to me after was like, you know, I've been feeling the same way too. I don't like my number on the scale. I don't like the way that I look. 
but your message makes me feel more confident and makes, and I take a lot of comfort in knowing that like you're going through the same thing I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I really think we might be able to get to a point where social media is like that again. I, I don't know when, but I think someday, someday, I think this is a good segue for our last question before we wrap up here. Um, we have another question from a listener. Do you think there will be a time when social media will either go away or fade away? And if you do, what do you think that time will look like? I don't, I don't really think so. I think people, they love being connected too much. They love being able to post, you know, what they're doing. They love the likes, you know, and it's, I mean, it's been scientifically proven that when you get a like, it's like the same thing that gets released in your brain serotonin yeah serotonin there there's it is a serotonin release yeah there, there's the serotonin boost when you see people like your shit and i mean i mean it happens so i don't see social media going away unless like it has to go away like if something happens mm-hmm. like um but other than that i mean it's not it's not going anywhere i think I think it's not going anywhere, but I think we're about to see it start to fade away for a a while. I think a lot of people are in the same mindset of myself from friends that I've talked to from others of like social media has become really toxic Mm -hmm. and it has created a ton of negative spaces and places for people to feel like they can't share their opinions the same way as before. I think a lot of it has to do with our current state of the U.S. Because in other countries, well, I think it's uh, not like that. Part of me wonders if maybe we just got to a point where we got too connected. We went into a quarantine. We hit the peak. And we hit the peak. We we went into a quarantine where you could where really the only thing to do was to be on the internet all the time. You couldn't go anywhere. It was you the only way to stay connected with others. So with, you know, people posted and posted, and then we were just over posting i think i think we were over posting before we just never really noticed it because we were too busy in our lives and Mm -hmm. now that the quarant with quarantine um i have said it's the best and worst thing to have happened to us but i think this whole point of like realizing how much we were over posting and like how much toxicity there was out there on social media that's kind of what quarantine has made a lot of people realize So I think we are going to start to see people fade away from it for a bit. I think we are going to see a decline, I think, for 10 years. Like, that's my prediction. Wow, 10 years. I mean... Well, let's think about it. This next election is going to be monumental. It's going to be everywhere, all over the internet, all over social media. And I'm a person right now who... You know this. I don't like to talk about politics a lot because I have to talk about it at work. I see it Mm -hmm. on social media. I just am so drained and it's not my life to talk about politics. Not that I won't and not that I don't have a stance, but it's so draining right now because it's like people are kind of forcing you to think one way or the other. Yeah. So I think whatever happens in this election, either way, we're going to see a decline. And then I think we're going to have to have some period to level out from that decline. Yeah, I mean, I already have felt myself pulling away from social media. I mean, now I got now I got work again, um, you know, and now now I have shit to do. And I mean, to be on social media to read the stuff is exhausting. To feel the pressure to post all the time is also exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if I don't want to post? What what if what if I don't want to post? Like, why do I have to keep posting? You know, I if, why do I have to tell people? Oh, I'm gonna take a break. Bye. I don't like, have to tell if, people shit. If you're following me, I hope that you follow me just because you like me and you do like the stuff that I post when I do post it. But I don't like chili. <laughs> I, I had a really cold shiver there and I was like, not ready for it. <laughs> I don't like that pressure to have to post all the time. It's just it's exhausting because then also, too, if you feel this pressure, then you're just putting out stupid shit. Influencers that are putting out stupid shit. Listen, please listen. Um, don't feel like you have to post every single day. If you don't want to, it's OK. No one's going to say anything. Yeah, I mean, it's if if it's if it's not your job, like yeah, because posting on social media itself, like it is an actual job that people have. It is, it so. is, and and as as negatively as we're talking about it now, there are so many positives about it. Like you just said, like people have careers from mm-hmm. this, and the ones that do, congrats to you. You found something that works for you because mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. Is there's so much we can do with it. I personally think 
Uh, we all need to be better about taking breaks because mm-hmm. we can get too consumed in our phones and it can affect our outward look on life. It can affect our mindsets. Ultimately, it does. I mean, that's why I've had to pull away because I started realizing I was getting too anxious. I was getting too stressed and worried. Yeah. And especially with quarantine and coronavirus, it made me even more anxious. I mean, those breaks really helped me. At the end of the day, I got a love-hate relationship with social media. Yep. I mean, but I am super thankful for it because it has allowed me to meet amazing people Oh, it's yeah. also allowed me to stay connected with my family and friends back in Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, it did make the move to New York a little bit easier because I was able to call home easily or I was able to share with my friends what I was yeah. doing, share with my mom what I was doing. And they were able to share with me like I'm in an active Snapchat group chat with my yeah, friends like- back in Ohio. And it's it's fun to see like what they're doing. Um, you know, and I share with them what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and in a way we're all still together, even though we're States apart. I have friends who live all over the world. I'm very lucky because of my travels. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing we did? Oh, add me on Facebook, Facebook message me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, I've had a friend for, he listens to this podcast. Chris, I know you listen in. Um, we've been friends for probably, we met at 14, uh, so we've been friends for 11 years now, almost 12 years. Oh, geez. Wow. And our friendship has kept because of the internet. We don't talk all the time. I owe him a Skype call. I do. But um, it, it's really cool that Facebook and Instagram have kept us connected and stayed so prevalent in each other's lives. Like, it's been so cool because of that. Mm-hmm. And even with the New York and Juno family and the trans community, like, I wouldn't be as involved as I am with them had Facebook not brought me together with them. So I think it's all about those checks and balances and figuring out what works and what what doesn't work from you. But um, it'll be interesting to see the next decade, how social media is going to change. Cause we know it will change. Yeah. I'm curious to see what the fuck is going to happen. Wow. I curious and also a little nervous, but it's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. And on that note, we are out of time. Thank you guys again for listening to another episode with us bitches. Uh, this mini internet series that like wasn't really a series, but now is a series. Is I mean, over. It's, it's, it's only two episodes, but it's <laughs> a very, very, very minuscule series. Um, but seriously, we can't thank you guys enough for tuning in every week. We are seeing like an, this increase in listeners and it's super fucking cool. We love doing this. Like I would do this even if I only had two listeners. Like it's so fun to do. And it's really cool to know that we have a message getting put out there because of the internet. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for all the support you give us. And thank you to our amazing studio because I only know them because of the internet. I found them on Instagram. Yeah. Found them in the old days on Instagram. And that's how we hear. We wouldn't be us without you guys. And we wouldn't mm-hmm. be us without the social media and the internet. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Keeping It Together. Once again, my name is Alyssa. I am Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for the sex episode. <laughs>